0: Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, Life, Faith, Together. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight.
1: we continue now with series the, the the big story of the Bible finding our place in God's story and the 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 Bible tells one big unified story that finds its climax in Jesus and so it's the story about God and it's a true story of the world and I invite you to find your place within the story now we're starting a new act today we're in act the story of the church spreading the good news of the king. And of course, today we'll be starting the first scene, scene one. Scene one, sent by the king. But before we start, it'd be good to do a bit of a recap of the story so far. Now, you will remember that God created a good world that has turned bad because we've all grasped for the fruit of the autonomy. We've all decided to define good and evil on our own terms. And there's evil in our hearts. And it's kind of like this, this disease, this, this virus, this cancer, and it leads to, to evil and suffering, and ultimately it leads to death and decay. But, but God still loves His creation project. God still loves you and me and so god doesn't leave us in in the mess that we've created but he comes to us in the person of jesus and jesus comes and he announces the the good news of the kingdom of god that god's rule and reign is breaking into the world through him you see through the ministry of jesus god is restoring his creation from the effects of our sin upon it and so he comes and he forgives sin and he casts out demons and he brings healing and then on the cross he he deals with our sin decisively on the cross he he defeats sin evil and death and then 3 days later he rises from the dead we have the dawn of a whole new era. New creation has begun. The the kingdom of God is breaking into the world. And Jesus is the risen and exalted king over all creation. Now, you might be wondering, okay. So, if Jesus rose from the dead, and if he now has a, a whole new physicality, a, a, a supernatural physical body that never gets sick or, or ill or, or, or dies, well then, how come we don't bump into Jesus on the street? I mean, wh- wh- where is he now? Well, 40 days after Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus ascended into heaven. And we read in Acts chapter 1, and verse 9. After Jesus said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Now, last Thursday was Ascension Thursday, the day where we remember that Jesus ascended up into heaven. And for most of us in the West, we don't really know what to make of the ascension. And we have these kind of strange pictures and paintings uh, of jesus ascension where you can't kind of just see this this cloud with these these feet uh sticking down and it's like is that what it's really all about some kind of primitive spaceman some kind of primitive astronaut going up into outer space is that what it's about well of course not you see heaven and earth are, are very mysterious within biblical cosmology somehow heaven and earth belong together that they meant to be together and so when jesus disappears from the visible earth he is received into the invisible but still present heaven and we don't really have the concepts to understand this. The, the ancient Jews had far better concepts to understand how heaven and earth were, were relate, would relate to each other. So what is the big point of the ascension? Well, the big point is this. Jesus has gone to the place where he is now in charge. Heaven is the place where the world is run. Heaven is the place of authority over the earth. And so twice, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 33, in Acts chapter 5 and verse 31, twice, Peter, when explaining Jesus' ascension, he says, Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. Now, that's a clear echo and illusion of of Psalm 110 and verse 1 which says the lord says to my lord sit at my right hand until i make your enemies a footstool for your feet and so the ascension of jesus is jesus's coronation day jesus now shares the throne with god the father He is now exalted as king over all creation. And of course, the expectation is that now all of Jesus' enemies, sin, evil, death, and anyone who's opposed and rejected Jesus will be subdued. We kind of see this with a question that the, the disciples ask. As soon as Jesus has explained what's about to happen, uh, just before his ascension, uh, the disciples ask Jesus in Acts chapter 1 and verse 6, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In, in other words, what they say is, we can see new creation has dawned in you. Now that you're going to ascend into heaven, are you going to wipe out all evil? And will the new creation be fully realized? And it seems as though they still have this expectation that Jesus is going to fully establish his kingdom on earth through powerful military might. I mean, surely now that you have been uh, you know, exalted to the very highest place, you have authority over all creation, surely you're going to crush all enemies. Surely you're going to defeat all the, Israel's political enemies. So how is Jesus going to use this supreme authority and this sovereign power? Is he going to use coercive and violent power? to subdue his enemies? Well, of course not. And so we read in, in Acts chapter 1 and verses 7 and 8. He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the date the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So there will be a final day when Jesus judges the whole world. But but judge in the sense of putting things right. A, A cosmic sigh of relief when everything is put right at last. And we don't know when that day will be. But in the meantime, Jesus exercises his authority on earth by sending his followers the church to be his witness now the word witness comes from the 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 justice system and and uh, to be a witness means you've been called upon to testify to what you've seen or heard or experienced and we've been called upon to testify to the good news about the kingdom of god that jesus has risen from the dead and he is, has been ex, exalted to the highest place. He has authority over all creation. He's the king over all creation. And that we can find forgiveness and healing and new life in Jesus. This is the good news of the kingdom of God. And this good news of the kingdom of God is for all nations. Uh, you know it says jesus says you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all judea and sumeria and to the ends of the earth this is for all nations this is for everyone this is not a private club this is not just for those who who like this kind of thing this is for everyone for all nations and over here we have a vision of the whole world coming into unity and finding forgiveness and healing because of what God has done in and through Jesus. The way that Jesus exercises His authority and extends His kingdom on earth is through the church. This is wonderfully depicted in the first two verses of the book of Acts. Now, the book of Acts is is actually the second volume of Luke's work. Luke, Acts belong together. They are a single work. Unfortunately, in our Bibles, they've been split. And the the gospel of John has been shoved in the middle. But but they belong together. They're a single work. And so we read in Acts chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2, in my former book, that's the gospel of luke in my former book theophilus i wrote about all that jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven now the clear implication over here is that in the second volume of luke's story he's going to continue to talk about all that jesus continues to do and to teach even though he has been taken up into heaven You see, Jesus is going to continue his work of extending God's kingdom, but he's going to do that work through the church and by the power of the Holy Spirit. At this point, now I can just imagine the angels looking at Jesus in disbelief. Like What? You mean you went to earth and you defeated sin, evil, and death? You won your kingdom back. You now have all authority and all power over creation. And this is your plan? This is the, the, your plan for extending the, the kingdom of God? you choosing the church to continue the mission of extending your kingdom? Please tell me there's a plan B. You, you've got a plan B, right? And I can just imagine Jesus shaking his head and saying, nope, that's it. That's my plan. I'm sending the church. There's no plan B. I'm sending the church. You see, the church has been sent by the King. We have been sent to continue the work which Jesus began. We have been sent to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. We have been sent to make disciples of all nations. We have been sent to Feed the hungry and clothe the naked. We've been sent to comfort those who mourn, to lift up the downtrodden, to stand up against injustices, to love our enemy, to make peace where others are making war, to offer forgiveness of sin and new life to all who put their faith in Jesus, and to shine in the darkness. This is the mission of the church. This is our mission. For Jesus, the risen and exalted King, who has all authority, has sent us. You see, this is how Jesus extends His authority on earth. This is how He exercises His authority on earth. And this is how the kingdom of God grows. When a bunch of unlikely people, little people, the people you don't notice, the people who hunger for justice, start doing things. Start doing random acts of kindness. Start loving people, forgiving people, healing people, teaching people. Coming alongside to, to console the widows and the orphans. Loving their enemies. Making peace where others are making war. Standing up for the poor and the oppressed, Standing up against social injustice. Showing the rest of the world that justice matters. And when they start doing that, then Jesus' Jesus's authority, Is being exercised on earth and the kingdom of God grows and extends. And when people start doing that, others will see. Uh, Just like in in the first uh, second century, in the third century, when when, when the Roman Empire didn't know what to make of these these, these funny Christians. Uh, they, They were a profound nuisance. They were Uh, helping the poor, trying to look after people and so on, that they weren't acting in in the normal way that people did in in that society. And they didn't know what to make of them. Uh, And as they looked, they, they noticed that this group was doing things differently. Something different was going on. Jews and Greeks together, slave and free men and women, all together as though they were equal. They were transforming their world. And and the world of the second and the third century literally became a different place. And the Christian said, as people looked on, the Christian said, it's because Jesus is our Lord. He is the exalted and risen King over all creation. And Jesus said, it's working. It's working. My kingdom's growing. But how can we do that? I mean, it's, it's incredibly exciting, but it's also quite daunting. How, how can we extend God's kingdom? I mean, I, I know myself. And look, I know most of you too. Uh, let, let's be honest. How, how can we extend the kingdom of God? Well, here's the good news. We can't. We can't. Not in our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. And that's why Jesus says in Acts chapter 1 and verses 4 and 5, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And again in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. You see, we can't do this. We need the Holy Spirit. And that's why Jesus tells them to to wait in Jerusalem, to wait for the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit will be poured out onto them. And that is what we will be looking at next time. And this is the big story of the Bible. A question for us to reflect on. How can we as a church and as individuals during this lockdown, be a witness to our neighbors and to the wider community through our words and actions? One final reflection. Uh, Jesus' ascension shows us that that Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. He is in control. But but he doesn't control the world. He he, he doesn't micromanage the world. Uh, That's not the way he exercises his authority. He has uh, defeated sin, evil, and death, but but they're not destroyed yet. And so he's not micromanaging the world. The way Jesus exercises his authority on earth is by sending the church in the power of his spirit. And so during this time of the coronavirus, many Christians, myself included, have been very quick to affirm that Jesus is still in control. And of course, in one sense, he is. But in another very real sense, He's not, you know, he, he's not micromanaging the coronavirus. He's not de- determining who who's going to get ill, who's not, who's going to die from this illness, and who's not. He's not micromanaging the coronavirus. But he is still ultimately in control. He's still seated at the right hand of his father. But even though he is in control, he's not micromanaging it. He still exercises his authority. By sending the church in the power of the Holy Spirit. And ultimately, he is steering all history in a certain direction. He's steering all history to the day when he will return just as he ascended up to heaven. He will return and then everything will be made new. And his kingdom will be fully established on earth. So, during this coronavirus, when people ask me, is God in control? I first want to explain the no, He's not. Before I explain that ultimately, He is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we... We just stand in awe, we stand in wonder as we marvel at the resurrection and the ascension. That you didn't leave us in all the mess we made, but you came and you dealt with it. And you are ascended, you are the risen and exalted king over all creation. That we have a sure and certain hope. Of one day experiencing new creation with you. But more than that, in the meantime, you choose us. You choose to work with us and through us. Your image bearers, your church. Father, we are so humbled by the fact that you choose to work through us. As weak as we are, as uh, you know. just little people, ordinary people, small people, doing random things. Father, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit you take what we do and through that your kingdom grows. And Father, we pray that you would continue to reveal to us how we can walk in step with you, walk in line with you, and build your kingdom and exercise your authority here on earth so that we can bring healing and life and forgiveness and new creation. We ask us all in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: For more information, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.